Seven Days to Play. Welcome to Seven Days to Play, your weekly mobile gaming review program. I am Sam. And I am Tice. Each week we challenge each other to play a new mobile game, and this week I chose Card Thief. Card Thief is a solitaire stealth game played with a deck of cards from a publisher named Arnold Rouse. When is this game made? This game was made in like 2017, right? Yeah, yeah. It's at least four or five years old now. Right. Um, I came across it uh, trying to hunt down some sort of uh, lesser known games that had some some good value to them. Uh, you have previously reviewed one of the games made by this studio. Right. Yeah. I was taking a look at it because I really like the, the art style in this game. And so uh, when I took a look, the other game is Miracle Merchant. Miracle Merchant is also kind of like a card style game. Uh, so yeah, it was really cool. Made by Tony Touchtails. Mm-hmm. The studio, I think it's him and, and his brother and a few others maybe that contribute to the games. Right. Yeah. I think like the brother or we're, we're assuming brother, but they, they share the same last name. Uh, so this person does the illustrations. Um, and I think the Arnold Rowers is probably like the main engineer, or like the game designer. I think uh, he probably is coming up with the ideas of like how to make the game mechanics for like the games. And so it's a lot of like card based stuff, which really kind of feels like good physical games that you can play, but also very much catered for, for mobile stuff. So it's a really good mix of, you know, having it feel like a solid mobile game. This isn't the first game we've reviewed together that sort of came from the mind of mostly one person. Mm -hmm. I'm starting to find this with mobile games, which is something I didn't realize or gave credit to is how many games out there, yeah, just sort of come from a single, mostly from a single person. It's it's impressive to see games like that. Right, yeah. Um, And this game definitely is like a solitaire style game. Let me read you the App Store description. Please do. Card Thief is a solitaire-style stealth game played with a deck of cards. You already said that. In Card Thief, you move through a deck of cards as a stealthy thief. Sneak into shadows, extinguish torches, pickpocket guards, and steal valuable treasures without getting caught. Card Thief, the official follow-up to Tiny Touchtail's excellent dungeon crawler, Card Crawl, attempts to condense the classic <laughs> stealth genre into a solitaire-style game. This game offer okay. I won't get into that, but it's quite oh. it's, it gets it's lengthy. Yeah. yeah, I didn't realize that this is a follow up to Card Crawl. Um, have you yeah. played Card Crawl before? No, I have not. But uh, I have seen it because I really like the art style of it. Interesting, right? We will definitely dig into the art style. That's that's one of the one of the um, more impressive sides of this game. That yeah. is what what drew me to it as well, the illustration. But interesting that you recognize Card Crawl from a similar style. Yeah. For sure. I, I, and it looks like I've downloaded it before as well. I never connected the two. I always thought like when I started playing this game after you recommended it, um, I was like, oh, you know what? This actually reminds me a lot of Miracle Merchant, which is like a game that we previously played. Wait, it reminded you of that without you realizing? Yeah. And hey, when I looked it up. That's interesting. It, uh, it felt like, oh, I didn't realize that this was actually the same maker. And interestingly enough, as I was playing Card Thief, I was like, this game also has like this quality that made me think of a game called Hoplite. Hoplite. Hoplite is kind of like a hex-based strategy style game. It's like a tactics style game where okay. every move that you do can be carefully thought of. It's it's so good. I think it's like one of the best mobile games I've ever played. Really? Is it yeah. a game that you play slowly because you do want to think about the moves or can you can you eventually yeah. and, and go back? Eventually you'll be like, oh, every move have a, has a purpose on how I can solve this level. But it's like an action game as well. Interesting. But not like a, a whacking, whacking action game. It's more like an <laughs> XCOM style 
oh, game. Okay. Yeah. And I realized that uh, Arnold Rars also has another game called Enyo, which feels very much like Hoplite. And so I think there's definitely a connection there where, you know, there's like this really, uh, I guess, like definite game mechanic. It's almost like a board game mechanic that this tiny touch sales company really tends to like or be drawn to. And I definitely felt that with Card Thief. And we've talked about this before too, where if there's a mechanic that is familiar, it's a little easier to get going. And board games are something that like a lot of people can relate to, I think. So maybe sure. they've found this formula and it's sort of, I'm curious about this. When studios put out game after game that are different, but the underlying principles could be similar. Like maybe they're just tuning it. Maybe they're trying to just like slightly tune it to, to make it more sticky, more of a fun game that you want to keep coming back to. Yeah, for sure. And I feel like this calling itself like a successor to Card Crawl, it probably to them felt like it's a, you know, an improvement of the mechanics. We're, we're going deeper on like certain mechanics that we really enjoyed. But having not played the first Card Crawl, it's, it's hard for me to say uh, if they're hitting or missing with certain aspects. But we can talk about what's like hitting or missing with this game. We right? can. There's a, whole, there's a whole category of this podcast that directly <laughs> goes to that. But before we do that, let's actually talk about our, um, like how the game is actually played. When you start the game, you go through like a tutorial of like how your character moves. And essentially your character is one card out of 16 cards that are displayed on the board. And you're the thief, right? So you you're are the thief. The thief. You're like a thief card. And you can move adjacent to your cards, right? So you can start off in any one of those squares. I think usually you start off in like the top right or like the top left corner. Right. The rest of the four by four grid gets filled up by other cards, each card representing either like a guard that's protecting the area, um, a torch that's lit up, which lights up adjacent cards, like a doorway, which then leads you to a new set of cards that will refresh. Um, and like an exit card, which when you click on it or like when you land on it, uh, that makes you sort of end that level. Uh, and treasure cards. Treasure cards treasure. which you can pick up and, and say, get yeah. gold and all that stuff. I think there are more cards that are going to be available down the line, like maybe right. different enemies, different treasure types, different abilities. But by and large, like these are the cards that you have to move from. And in order to move, you can, uh, you can move either adjacent to you in like a uh, up, left, down or or right like a you compass can also kind move of, right? yeah you can also move diagonally um and once you move you can continue to thread your moves as long as you have i think what are like your movement points um your movement points now here's where it kind of kind of lost me and i i don't think like the tutorial did like a really good job um even though the tutorial was nice it 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 kind of like went through everything up front so there was like an overloading of information that i couldn't like keep track of right um, but your movement points also has to do with like the way that you deal damage. And so if you come across a guard, if it's dark, you can actually knock them out um, and then move proceedingly to like either the treasure or like another spot. But it can cost you points though, right? When you interact with the guards, that was the thing that kind of threw me. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of still confused about that. I'm not sure how that actually works. But yeah, uh, there is a way for you to like replenish your, your sort of like sneaking points uh, and like your movement points. But to me, like as I was actually started playing it, like I was kind of lost on It's what not the immediately purpose... apparent yeah. how to replenish, right? Which is pretty critical because you end up in the negative, uh, which we'll, we'll get to. But that right. was a good point you just made then around the tutorial sort of front loads you with 
I, I imagine everything you need to play perhaps the entire game. Right. Which maybe wasn't necessary to play the first level or, or you know, the totally. first few I wish I wish it was more of like a just-in-time education where, Agreed. you know, you come across like a new thing, you try to do it, then it kind of tutorializes it. Yeah. But because everything was sort of like more loaded like a contextual front, tutorial. Yeah. Yeah. I was kind of lost in exactly what I had to do, what the point of the things were. And yeah, ultimately, like I felt like maybe they could have done th- some stuff better. Yeah. And that's essentially the game. Like I think after you sort of get as much treasure as you can for like the deck of, I think there are like 52 cards that you can go through. Um, and then like the exit card sort of shows up. As long as you make your way out of the exit card, you finish out that round. Um, and then after that, you have like an overview map that you can get to, which is also kind of confusing to get to. And we'll talk about that later. But once you get there, you can choose like your next levels and all that stuff. Right. And proceed forward. But yeah, that's essentially the game. It's a it's a really cool, unique style of card play. Have you played something like this before? Like not not just like a card, like a, obviously card, you've played many card-based games, but this particular sort of movement where you move on this... This axes and yeah, yes and no. I think this is definitely unique in that it tries to put in some a bit of like role playing elements within the card itself. So you know, I really like the that you have like a set number of moves, um, but because that didn't feel yeah, but because like that didn't really feel definite. I felt like it was neither here nor there in terms of like the game mechanics that I really needed to bank on. Um, but if I had to like share similar games like this, I think the closest one that comes to mind is a game called Grindstone. Grindstone is currently on Apple App Store. So there's Grindstone and then there's another game called Card of Darkness, which is also very similar. Um, Card of Darkness visually kind of feels like this game, uh, but has also like kind of similar mechanics of like your strength and your life. And ultimately, you want to be able to defeat these monsters as you go across. But I feel like it's a lot more definite in what those metrics mean. Grindstone is is kind of like that in terms of the movement, but it's more like a um, kind of like a match three puzzle game in a way. Huh. Um, but yeah, I feel like this game kind of shares both of those. It definitely wasn't influenced by them because I think those two other games came out much later. That's what I was going to say. Is As we said, Card Thief's been out since 2017, so I wondered if it was the inverse. I wonder if either of those games were somewhat influenced by Card Thief. Probably. Um, it's definitely mm. the same type of vibe, but yeah, uh, they definitely have their own flavor as well. And what they do, I feel like what Card, Card of Darkness and Grindstone gets right is the really sure-foot game mechanics that are set from the get-go that initially is really easy to understand, but it adds upon like the difficulty in terms of like how you have to deal with those mechanics later on. It scales it? So it starts oh, yeah. kind of easier? Okay. Yeah, for sure. And you didn't notice it that with Card Thief? With Card Thief, I felt a little confused at all of the mechanics that were in play. Yeah, I felt like there was something interesting there, but either it really need to be a lot more simplified in the beginning and then like added more stuff later. Or just like things needed to be explained a little bit more to me as I was doing them. Great. Should we move on to what we thought was good and what we thought was not so good? You mean the three by threes, Tice? That's it. That's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, it was there. It wasn't there. There it is. <laughs> the three by threes. Yes, where we th- talk about three good things, three bad things about the game. Right. What's your first good thing, Sam? 
Well, this game is beautiful. The card design, the illustrations, the whole menu and everything. Even the just, first screen you see when it kind of slowly cascades down, it's there's yeah. a little bit of parallax action happening and it's very well illustrated. It's it's oozing with a definite style and a theme. It really makes you want to sort of, it, it really catches your eye and, and makes you want to get to know the game a little bit more. I was tapping around trying to find Easter eggs and like in that menu because I was like, there's got to be some stuff hidden in oh, there. There yeah. might be. I couldn't find anything, but no, it, I it's tapped that on kind something. Of thing where, and it's it was kind of sobering because it was like a screen that says, "Hello, I'm Arnold Rars," and it was like a picture of his face. Oh, <laughs> yeah, and that's... he's like, "These are the games that I have made." And so oh, that's really? where, yeah, that's where I found out also like, oh, this guy also made Miracle Merchant ah, because it's 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 okay. like listed right there. Fascinating. That's how you discovered that. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, like I think even when you look at the cards in play and you look at your character, you're like this crow thief, right? And it looks really cool. Yeah. Um, it's just one of those things where you can like spend hours just like looking at the illustrations because it's so well done. The detail is gorgeous. You mentioned at the at the top of the call here that um, sometimes these games feel like they're based on what could be a physical version. A physical pack of cards illustrated like this would be gorgeous. Dope. Like it's so nice. And yeah. and as you say, the, the thief itself is is wearing one of those kind of like yeah like the crow kind of big almost like the the doctors, Plague doctors the, yeah yeah and it's 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 wonderful uh, if you've ever played thief like as garrett like way back in the day mm-hmm. um i kind of has felt, that vibe right it does yeah and i'm i couldn't be sure but perhaps the person that made this yeah i mean there are cobblestones there are torches that light up you even the idea the of torches. sneaking in the shadows like yeah. thief was a game um that I think Looking Glass Studios made that way back in the day and Iodos perhaps, but you were rewarded not necessarily for for killing, you were rewarded for being stealthy. So right. you would use a blackjack instead of a blade and you'd avoid the light and you'd avoid puddles and you'd and have it like was, arrows with that are water that have like oh, the water, water tips arrows. In, yeah. What a mechanic. So you could extinguish an entire street right. and then sneak through. And that was such I I adored that game. And this and it, and honestly as you say, these cards are illustrated in a way that definitely brings back some fond memories of playing that style of gameplay when when, when we were kids. Yeah, for sure. What's what about that you? Was, what was your what was your uh, what's a, what's a good point? What's another good point? That was also my my first point was just how gorgeous it is. I thought I thought it was really nice, and I've. <laughs> I said that a, a pack of cards would look nice like this, but also like an illustrated book or something like there's. The illustrator, which I would love to look up, is is very talented. Tells a story without any audio or any any um any dialogue or, or story at all. The illustrations themselves, I think, are fantastic, really good. So that was my first good point. Also, my next good point is that this is a solitaire style card game with a bit of tactical strategy. So uh, it's not just completely random. Um, you can get through a lot of stuff, but just by thinking ahead and actually there's a method to it. Yeah, utilizing uh, a bit of thinking. So if you like those type of games, like definitely check this out because I feel like it's quite unique, right? It's quite... I've never played anything like it myself. It's crunchy. Like I'd say this... the term, Crunchy? Right. It's like there are definite mechanics that you can get into in this game. Uh, and so if you like those crunchy style games um, where it's not just all based on luck, it's not just like, you know, sort of like you winging it. just thrash it. your way through it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, if you at, you were saying before that some of the other games you've played it sounds like they reward you the more thought you put into what could happen next, and it's like the more thought you put in, the more rewarding you could be because you're upping the chances that 
you're going to make the right call. Yeah, for sure. This like game, a game feels like a little Hoplite. bit like that. Yeah, a game like Hoplite, I'd say, is like super crunchy, right? Like you need to plan. If you plan your moves and like kind of look ahead of like what you're doing, uh, you definitely will get better at the game. The opposite of a button mashing game. Got totally, it. yeah. My second good point was paired with another bad point, which we'll talk to soon, but I thought that initially the tutorial felt good. It walked me through the mechanics of it. I think we'll touch on some other parts of that shortly, but initially I really did enjoy the tutorial and being taught what to do. I also liked uh, addition to this one, this is like 2B, uh, is that we could go back to the tutorial quite easily, which I did. Uh, I did go back to it and try to learn a little bit more, try to refresh my mind on some of the things that I hadn't assimilated quick enough. So I didn't mind the tutorial. I thought it was okay. My next good point is that, uh, oh, my last good point, actually. My last good point is that this game had a really good saving system. I think a lot of you times... You do like a good save system. I do. <laughs> a lot. I mean, this, you is a, this is a mobile game, right? So as with mobile, uh, as with your behaviors on a mobile device, you don't know when you're going to quit the application. Like a message can pop up that's really important where you have to like divert your attention swap screens or just have to put your phone down, right? And the fact that this game is a bit crunchier, um, you're putting a lot of time and effort into like planning out your moves and stuff. Having a great save is crucial so that you don't feel like you've wasted any time you've put into this game. So I really appreciate that there is a really good save system. I've noticed a couple of times when I went back into the game, it'd be like, hey, it looks like you left off uh, playing. Would you like to continue playing? And I thought that was like such a good touch, right? There was like even uh, a nice style to how like that message was presented. I was like, hell yes, let's do this. <laughs> Why, thank you for asking. I do want to continue. <laughs> right. What is your last good point, Tice? I felt like it was very quick to, this is kind of builds on your point about the save. It was easy to like get back into it each day and, and kind of play. That didn't seem too difficult. I didn't need to navigate too many things. So like mentally, it, was, it wasn't too difficult to, to pick it up again and keep going. So I thought that was good. Nice. Let's get on to the bad points, Tice. Oh, here we go. Yeah, I'll start first. So I mentioned how beautiful the design is, and I think the design is really beautiful. But when you're faced with, you know, 16 cards in front of you and you need to pay right. attention to the details of the card, having a really intricate design theme could be really hard on the eyes, right? There were like numbers on the corners that you needed to pay attention to. It was also like a gray on black situation. I was just going to say the color powder, it's quite dark by design. Yeah. It makes sense. And but. so for people that can't do like high contrast differentiation, it's not really that accessible. Also, like these are numbers that you kind of need to pay attention to in order for you to essentially succeed in the game. They're right? actually really and, important and they're quite yeah. small, aren't they? On and the, so they're on the small. Card. They do kind of highlight or something like that or change around when you do certain things, but still they're too small on the screen. Another thing is like you needed to pay attention to which way the guards were looking. Oh, that is so vital. In, how, in the how, cards. how is that shown? And the, it's shown by teeny tiny little eyes on the cards illustration. Right, the so guards. they're facing like north, south, east or west type thing, right? And that's, right? It's actually very critical which way they're looking, which I discovered the hard way, as right. you do. <laughs> and I feel like they can definitely simplify this a little bit, right? Um, even if the illustrations are beautiful, I felt like they're missing out a lot of, you know, good accessibility options or just like simple, easy to read uh, things to make the game uh, a lot quicker to understand or like enjoyable. So I felt like that was like an opportunity they missed. 
You know what? One of my points builds on that. So I'm going to go straight to that. And that's that I wish there had have been a difficulty level. Mm. And I don't know how to best phrase that. But essentially, if if you could have reduced the complexity and reduced the, the difficulty in general and maybe bumped up some of those accessibility features just to just to onboard to the game a little easier, I think then as a player I could have ramped up the the difficulty or even maybe the game figured out that I was doing too well and then organically something there. That that's something I was missing to uh that probably would have made the game a little more sticky for me. Yeah. Uh I totally agree. Yeah. Um I think the the entire hmm, let me get to this then. The menu. Let's get into it. <laughs> even though even though it's really beautiful as like this nice parallax thing, getting to the start of how to play the game was kind of a search, especially after you've gone through like that initial part of going through the tutorial, like finding the location to either go to the next level, which I think you had to do it by the map. That was not explained at all. No, you kind of had to like stumble upon it. Do you think that any of this could have come from the game being a port? I didn't, I didn't check this, but it's, it's on so many platforms. I wondered whether it was like a, because things are quite small. Mm. Like those buttons are small. They're not really well elevated at all even if it is i feel like they made such an attention to like the app store and they've made a bunch of other app games by this time i feel like should should be nailing it should have been getting this right it's frustrating when you can't when when controls become the blocker to like really important parts of a game or an experience right there it's like this it's like you can't get into this beautiful home because you can't find the door. Right. It feels so frustrating. You're like, oh, <laughs> make, totally. it, make the door bigger. Like, right. I don't and know. I, and I feel like this is something that we mentioned with Miracle Merchant as well, which I think is a previous game. Is every time you started it up, you had to wait for like this introduction animation to finish up for you mm. to then have it scroll down and then you can click on the start menu. To, like, that is true. Yeah. The first time I saw the menu, I was like, oh, lovely. It probably should have just snapped to it after mm-hmm. the you know, or like have a skip, right? Like just tap mm. it and then it'll just go there. Yeah. I feel what like about that's you? good feedback. What's your next uh, bad point? Well, I think it was just hard for me to understand how to progress. I mean, I've, I've talked to you before about this on the show that I am definitely more of a button masher kind of person to play games. I have a low attention span. So for me, I kind of wanted to move through it too fast. The game does semi punish you but kind of pulls you into line that you do need to slow down and sort of pay attention to what you're doing one thing that i didn't mention before that a yeah, quick tangent that i thought was actually okay is it seems like you can preview your moves before you commit to them and again i'm pretty green to this genre of games but i liked that because i would make a mistake and go whoop <laughs> it's like a choose your own adventure where you go whoop, i want to go back to where you know the previous bookmark but that aside it was difficult for me to remember things from the tutorial so the gameplay, when it started to get confusing, um, as you mentioned before, I had sort of done the entire tutorial and learned lots of things that I didn't even get to the point where I could use them. So I had to go back in and play the tutorial again. So although I was grateful the tutorial was there, you know, I, I had a wish, I wished I had been able to learn what I needed to learn and then play through that, learn again and then play through that. So I felt like that was a little confusing and 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 uh, unfortunately something that they that they missed, in my opinion. Yeah, I feel like there is something around um, the theme being so rich, right? And this this kind of connects to my like my last bad point, where the theme is really rich. The tutorial is all upfront, but then I think a lot of the motivation is lost when you're actually playing it, right? Like you got the tutorial that oh you have to do this and exit, but it's never explained why. You're doing this like you're just oh, a thief, interesting. right? Like you're you're a thief and you're stealing stuff. 
That's it. And so you know, ins- you're not trying to like <laughs> save some money to right. help someone or get to the castle. Or- and so the incentive, I think, could have been reinforced by either like a narrative or some other motivation that drives you back to play this game, right? Like you want to see what happens. You want to continue, you know, like there, I feel like that, that was kind of like what was missing uh, from my experience with it. Like, why am I taking out these guards? Why am I stealing this treasure? Why do I need to get out, right? And if you've listened to the episodes before, like I think even a baseline story is very important to me to like drive things forward unless the game is just like completely mindless like a like a match three game but even with like a match three game if there was a narrative that was added to it like i think it's so much better for it (laughs) i was thinking about pinstripe the game we played a little while ago where that that was almost the inverse where the entire game is centered on this very deep story like the you have a you have a purpose for moving literally from left to right and I can see why that would be. I think some of the things we brought up here, you you could potentially add to the game if they felt compelled to. You know, like you could redo the menus based on feedback. You could add some narrative, some dialogue, some opt in narrative if uh, if you wanted to know why you were stealing stuff. I think talking about the very old Thief game, uh, there was a story. You mm-hmm. did play as his character. There was a purpose to it. You know, he was trying to get to a place. So I can see why that would have been something that um, would have made you feel a bit more connected to why why bother going through all of this stuff. For sure. Do you have a last bad point, Tice? It's a pretty basic one, but and it's related to a little bit of confusing gameplay, but it was just like how to win. Like, (laughs) what am I doing here? So I think we're sort of playing tennis here with our comments, and I don't hate it. It's sort of like I needed to be reminded not only um, how to win, as in is it the door card? Is that what I'm trying to do? But also the why. Like, what's the point? So I think you had a fair point there. But it was just how because I – I was playing through and I was getting penalized and I got to negative points and I was like, what am I doing? Like, Can I get back from this? I, I think I sort of lost my interest in trying to thought at that point. Right. It would have been good to have a reminder. Like, this is what you're trying to do. This is how you're trying to get there. And this is why. Well, that was our three by three for Card Thief. Tice, what is your final seven day rating for Card Thief? My final rating for Card Thief is three out of seven. Nice. Mine is three out of seven as well. I feel like there were lots of good things that were at, at play. Um, I do like a solitaire style game, but because the motivation and the motivation and like the clarity around like why I'm doing this stuff wasn't there. Um, and the, the legibility of the cards was like really kind of like getting to the point where it was very tedious for me to keep track of because of like the visibility aspect of it. Um, yeah, I felt like I got what I needed to get from the game and decided to move on. How about you, Tice? Fairly similar. I think, I think a lot of the joy and, um, and appreciation came at the beginning. And I think that came through the illustration and the, uh, the detail. But I also hit a wall. I tried to push through it because I was like, no, I, I, I want to know how this works. Uh, but after watching a few tutorials and coming back to the level and then back to tutorials, it just felt like I wasn't getting enough. Um, it wasn't sparking enough joy to keep me playing. Right. But I do really appreciate what they're trying to do. I am interested in their other games. Uh, and I definitely want to look up some of this illustration because it was definitely the standout for me was the was the artwork. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, for sure. That was your choice, Tice. That was Card Thief. Now it is up to me to like to select the next game for the next seven days. Let me see. Tice, you have seven days to play. Yes. Northgard. Northgard. Yes. Northgard. Not Nilfgard. Northgard. It is a bit of an expensive game. It is $8.99 in the app store. Let me read you. The tagline, not the description. Oh, wow. Settle, period. Survive, period. Conquer, period. (laughs) 
<laughs> Such definite uh, <laughs> words there. Excited. Thank you. So for the next seven days, we will be playing Northguard. It is that spelled north as in like the directional north and yes. guard as in G-A-R-D, not, not like I'm guarding you, but they probably mean the same thing. Northguard, <laughs> well, one thank word. Thank you. How about your thing of the week, Sam? My What's thing of the week. What's been on your mind for the last week? Oh, boy. So let me tell you, Tice. We've been talking about this, so you know, but let me share. I was banned from Call of Duty. Hacker. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Let me tell you. It's the, tragic because it's not true. It's not true. So I don't cheat. I don't have an aimbot. I don't do anything like that. But my account on Call of Duty has been permanently banned because I was playing another game called Elden Ring. Uh, Elden Ring uses uh, an, an, another anti-cheat system called Easy Anti-Cheat. And I was playing on my PC. And when I, when you quit out of Elden Ring, it doesn't quit cleanly. They have mm, recorded instances of like the game still running in the background and kind of like glitching. And I think this caused the Easy Anti-Cheat, which is on Elden Ring, to, to throw up, hey, there is something that was like detected. Right. Right. Well, there's something that they don't know, right, which I imagine they immediately put in the bin of... Probably a cheat. Probably a cheat, yeah. Right. Very uh, unfortunate. Exactly. And I think this, I did this one night after I played Elden Ring, I quickly switched over to playing Warzone. And when it did that, I think the easy anti-cheat from uh, from Elden Ring Elden. kicked off while I was still playing Warzone. Mm. And I think that caused the Warzone anti-cheat, the ricochet anti-cheat, which I think is heavily based on easy anti-cheat, um, to throw that I was hacking. And so my account got permanently banned from that. And it's such a piss off because this has been a game that I've been playing nearly every day for like the past two years since right. the start of quarantine. And we've talked about that. It's a social conduit, right? It's yeah. like, it's a way to hang out. It's a way to see your friends virtually It's something at least. that, you know, uh, like at least easy, like 10 of my buddies online have been playing for like the past two years and we've been connecting over it. Definitely. And so... And in the game is like a game where you make progressions, you know, so you have like your guns that you need to level up. And if you level up, you have like, you know, better functioning features of those guns. Yeah, and so I pretty much advantage. like leveled up all of my guns on three different games that have been in the COD, like Call of Duty universe, right? Like right, Modern you Warfare, too, right? like you purchased the games, Cold War and Vanguard leveled up most of the guns there. Uh, and to have that just like completely taken away for like this, you know, BS error. And there's no way to sort of like refute that. It's very heartbreaking. So there's no, there's no, you know, ongoing repeal process. It's it's done. It's, yeah. So there was one repeal. They were like, okay, we can if you if you opt for this, we can take a look, but it's final. And I was like, surely, like I can say if you look at my record, right, my kill death ratio, which is like your your KD ratio, like how many kills right. you get over death, and like hackers is usually like above two, meaning oh, like they, you're killing they, like yeah. two people before you die, right? Mine yeah. is like a 0.98. It's like, you know. Like we're all very not average players. Exactly. We're not, we're not you know, E-League elite right. players. And so I just put that in there because I wasn't sure if it was like the Elden Ring thing or not. And so they took a yeah. look at it and then they're like, nope, you're cheating. And banned me forever. And that's, yeah. So, and you can't like refute it any much more than that. So it's just. But like, the story somewhat gets worse because now even with the new account, you're. You can't even just like get back into it. Even that is difficult. Yeah. yeah. So I created a new account because, you know, like, sure, like I'll just play yeah, again. Go to bridge. Know, move on. Try it again. But and my hard, it seems like I have a shadow ban on me 
where I can't get into like the normal lobby. So I'm getting this matched up. This blew our minds. Our French circle was just, <laughs> yeah. we were just like eating popcorn going, what is happening? Tell us more. Right. And so normally when you get into a lobby to play a game, it takes like what? Five, 10 seconds before you, yeah, you get kicked quick. off, right? I mean, it's like a very a popular minute. game, isn't it? There's right. millions of people playing. It's so popular. But then, yeah. And my lobbies, it was taking like over five, 10 minutes per game. And we proved this too. You yeah. are absolutely right. <laughs> it was ridiculous. So just bummed out in general. It's stupid. But then again, wow. yeah. Got to move on. Find well, we just game. don't hack. You know, just don't cheat. That's what we're saying. <laughs> so we're saying, kids, do not cheat. Don't be a cheater. Even don't, don't pretend to be a cheater. Or right. You'll be thrown in the bin. So tough. That's very tough. Yeah. I'm hopeful that they uh, they figure out that this is actually a more common problem and um, and a bunch of accounts get get turned back on. Well, yeah, it's just how did they even determine that, right? Can you imagine? Like, what's the data science behind being able to prove that that was the case? I feel like there's an odds thing. Here. There's there's a ratio here of like you know right like how do we, like how many what's going to be the false positives on that? Yeah. What's going to be yeah? So it's like looking at. From like a data perspective, it's just going to be crazy. Unless it was in the thousands of like, if there is a hundred people in the world affected by this, very unlikely anything very positive unlikely. will come out of it because it's just a numbers game. When it, and a game like this is generating this much money and new players daily, you know, it's it's sad though because it's like you said when you put in years of effort into a game, like yeah. it's like when they turn servers off for a game that you've been playing for ten years. That's right. it's like a it's a pretty sad moment. You put yeah. a lot of effort and time. You met a lot of people through it. Like this so, is where the the gaming space can be. I was trying to think of sad. this analogy, right? Like I was trying to think. Like I always heard stories of people getting really bummed that their D and D characters died. Right. Right. And yeah. you're like, oh, you know, you always think like, oh man, but it's just a game, right? It's just a game. Well, like how how heartbreaking <laughs> could it be? And yeah. if you think about it, like you know, these are probably characters that they pro- that they've been playing for over like five years, weeks on at a yeah, time, you each week, so at least much- two hours, right? Yeah, there's just so much. There's just put so a much lot story, of backstory, like everything. Yeah. yeah, and so yeah, you relate I, to it. I definitely felt it with this because, like, looking at how much time and just like fun that I've had with it. Yeah, and to have that just like completely stripped away is well. The difference here too is it's not your choice. It's not like you're you know you're you're going to like gaming. It's not like close it out nicely. <laughs> right? No, yeah. no. I mean, it's always rough when when you're not a, you're not privy to the decision for something to be taken away like that, especially when it's a, a conduit to. Um, to friends. I think that's the hard part. You know, like right. there are a lot of games you can play solo and a lot of us do and we enjoy that. You know, with the, we've been playing some great games. There's some really great games out right now that are single player, but it's the multiplayer aspect of this that makes it more fun because it's your friends. You know, and that goes back to like the, yeah, Dungeons and Dragons days and land parties of yesteryear. You know, it's all very similar. Right. But that's my thing of the week. Tice, what is your thing of the week? Well, mine is very different. Uh, we saw The Batman. The Batman. Yes, and all, and as always, as always, uh, absolutely no spoilers at all. Uh, but I would say that my choice to have a coffee ten minutes before the film was brilliant because I was <laughs> wired and I was I was paying attention. I was like leaning forward. And usually, I'm a pretty relaxed moviegoer, but the movie is quite long. It's just shy of three hours. Wow, uh, from beginning yeah, to end. So I heard about it is that. A, it is a decent commitment. You do not need to do, know anything or do anything before watching it. It's it's a brand new, one off story um, that you can just kind of walk into. Nice. I would recommend it. It's some of the cinematography is is really great. Uh, it's a different. It's another. It's another angle. It's a different angle on the Batman mm. um, characters, plural. There is some great, great uh, mentions of characters in there that you might know from old films and comic books and what have you. All right, let's do this. If you had to rank the Batman films, I'll oh give you. God. I'll give you the qualifiers. All right. <laughs> Michael Keaton Batman. 
<laughs> yes. Uh, Done. Christian Bale, Batman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Robert Pattinson, Batman. How would you That's rank it? those? Yeah, I'm not going to put in the Val Kilmer Batman. Yeah. I'm not okay. going to put in the George Clooney Batman. Those, okay. I mean, as much as I like Val Kilmer, like those don't need to be in there. Well, I would put Christian first. I think that those films were just, but there's a, there was, that's like a recipe. It's like saying, do you like this ingredient? I'm like, well, I like the whole damn dish because yeah. of everything that went into those movies. So right. I mean, I'm, I'm considering like those are the qual- those are sort of like the markers, but I'm talking yeah. about those films. Like, I think those films are incredible. I just think they, they're, um, they're Nolan films, right? Yeah. Yeah. They are just, they're, they're, they were so different and they were, really aggressive and i love them i still think they're great i think the score was great the cinematography was great um i would say the number one i was without any spoilers because you know both of us are very allergic to spoilers but i would say i was pleasantly surprised by pattinson's depiction and his commitment to the character so i would put him second in fact wow yeah yeah I i'm think- interested to see what happens and there is no you know there's no no one's talking about another quadrilogy or anything then it's i'm just curious to see what happens here right. because i kind of like, he, like he that. put a lot of work into it yeah. Cool. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I don't think I'm going to go watch it in the theaters because I don't want to just blow three it's so hours. Long. It's such a it's 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 a commitment. Um, right. Like we like we tactically went at 3 p.m. on a Sunday, and as I said, I had a double espresso beforehand. It was like mapped out because yeah. my friends had told me it's long. You want to be alert. Uh, and now I had said to myself, well, I can't do it after work. I'm tired. Yeah. You know, so so my advice would be watch it during the day on a weekend, but you're going to lose half that day. Totally. So, yeah. You know, I respect that you can go to the cinema and watch a film that's clocking on three hours. I think that's impressive. Usually it's one hour and 40 minutes, you know. like That's crazy. It's so brutal. But uh, so so this isn't. This isn't like a director's cut, but it felt more like that because I was like, oh, Can you imagine is, how long the director's long. cut is gonna be? No. No, that's a three part, three part, nine hour HBO special right there, you know? Cool. Yeah. I think I'm I think I'm definitely gonna watch it uh when it comes out to like the streaming services. Cause I think I it looks visually, it just looks absolutely striking, right? Like everything that I've seen of it. It is. It is. I would love to honestly, I would really love to see the behind the scenes when it came to storyboarding it out mm. because i mean if you if you're a fan of any sort of uh dc marvel any comic um based film or tv show watching how they make it and storyboard it is like watching a comic book being drawn it sure. is brilliant yeah. and i would love to see how they did this their cinematography is exquisite so but it's long yeah make sure you watch it if you're gonna watch it at home draw the draw the curtains or watch it at night because it's dark nice <laughs> Well, that's our show. Tice, thank you for recommending Card Thief. You have seven days to play Northgard. Looking forward to Northgard. Thanks, Sam. Find us on Twitter and Instagram by searching for seven days to play and find us and listen to us on your favorite podcasting app by searching for seven days to play. Seven days to play. Seven days to play.